Hi, y'all. Today's useful fact comes from co-host Kevin Dupsick, who is, improbably enough, building a kitchen island in our Manhattan office tower. To make perfectly aligned edges when constructing furniture, run your raw lumber through a jointer before planing it to the correct thickness. The jointer will create perfectly perpendicular angles, so you won't get strange slopes or mismatched fits when you start planing. You learn a lot of useful facts when you try things out for yourself, which is why today's episode is almost entirely testing tables. We left a little room for some yak facts, but otherwise, we try everything we can think of to improve your life. A portable table saw, a USB coffee cup, robot vacuums, a gym shirt that won't stink, in-shower moisturizers, and even Peloton workouts you can watch on your phone. It's New Year New Stuff, y'all. I'm your host, Jacqueline Detweiler, and you're listening to the most useful podcast ever. So as you have probably figured out by now, this is our all testing table episode. So for this particular testing table, we're going to talk about something that Kevin has been using with, I think, Roy's advice in the back room recently. It's a table saw. Is it a portable table saw? Yeah, this is a portable table saw. This is DeWalt DWE 7480. So it's a 10-inch blade, but it's small enough that you could put it in the trunk of your car and one person can pick it up. So we have it here in the office. And Roy's been doing this woodworking project with me. So a lot of the heavy lifting really has been done by like a full-size table saw that's in the building shop. But for a few small things we've realized we need to do up here on our floor in our smaller shop, we have this portable table saw and it's been great. So there's this saw that's awesome in the basement, but that's big. And we can't have that up here on the 21st Correct. floor yeah. of this office yeah. building. Yeah. So where did we get this other one? You know, I, I know DeWalt products very well. They're great products. They always do very well in tests. And I was just curious, this is one of their few like contractor products that I hadn't tested. And I asked them, could you just send this? And we'd just like to look at it. And they were good enough to send it. Yeah. So the DeWalt got a guard on it. It's got an extendable table. You just like click a lever, slide the thing out so it's larger than its footprint. But the amazing thing is how small and accurate. Really? Yeah. yeah. It seems so pretty also, quiet, too, because I haven't heard you back there using it, and you're not that far. Well, I've tried to use it later in the day, mostly. Oh, okay. but, so I will say, so as somebody who's the novice, who's just seen the saw stop saw downstairs and then tried this thing out, it's impressive to me because, like where I said, I mean, it's got a fence on it that's adjustable so that, you know, one of the big downsides is that you don't have this big table surface to work with. But it does have a fence that's adjustable out beyond its own footprint so you can cut larger pieces and it's pretty accurate and the fence is also pretty sturdy so this is one thing i've learned is that the way these fences work is they all have some kind of locking mechanism so you unlock it you slide it to the distance you need and then you lock it in place and even with the saw stop saw we've had some trouble getting it as you lock it sometimes it shifts out of place as it's tightening and this one has been pretty stable and pretty accurate like roy said it comes with a miter gauge and it's pretty sturdy so this project we've been working on is We've been using poplar and maple. Maple's harder, right, Roy? Yes. Maple's correct, pretty yeah. tough. And when we were cutting through these maple boards downstairs, like we could tell when the, the saw stop saw was having a tough time. And oh, also, really? I mean, its blade's probably used a lot more too. So it's probably the, the blade, not like the, the motor is weak. Right, right. But I did have some pieces of scrap maple up here and I just cut them into like strips and then made a cutting board for home because like I'm... Why not? Yeah. And it did not have a hard time at all. You know, three quarter inch maple boards and... So what are you actually making? What's the project? So I'm making like a kitchen island, not like a big, huge standalone thing because I live in New York. So it's a, I got a piece of butcher block that's two feet by four feet. So I'm basically making a structure to go underneath that that has two shelves and two drawers. Oh, that sounds um, great. I wanted to make something actually really nice. Right. Uh, my girlfriend's got, I like to think I have taste also, but she really has taste. Uh-huh. And so it's just kind of like, we can't just like slap something together. So Roy's helped me actually make something to sort of a furniture 
standard. Right. Which requires accurate cutting, and this saw has been really good for it. Yeah, no, this is, it's a real piece of furniture. I'm, when Kevin started out with this, he sort of made a sketch, and I said, well, what are we going to build this thing out of? And he's like, well, you know, four by fours, construction lumber. And I was of an opinion, well, I was no. of an opinion. <laughs> yeah. Which I didn't even, I didn't think I even knew what construction lumber meant at this point I don't, in time. I don't know what it means. What's the difference? Well, like the stuff you'd use to build a house. Okay. Um, so, but we got hardwood lumber from a supplier here in New York. And this is the stuff, you know, you could use it in a house to make like fancy wood trim and so forth. But really it's furniture grade material, but it's raw material. It needs to be processed. So we had to plane it. Another operation is called joint it, assemble it, glue it together. You know, we made these large box-like legs. You know, we did a lot of work on a table saw with it. I should say Kevin did a lot of work on a table saw. Well, we both did. <laughs> well, in any case, it's a real piece of furniture and not like one of these things slapped together out of a piece of plywood and some four-by-fours. Right. You know, you call it a day. Right. It's real furniture. Wow. Well, I'm impressed. I can't wait to see this thing. Thank you. How much does this saw cost? It's three seventy-nine at Home Depot. I don't know if the price varies, but... Yes, not that expensive. I would have thought much more. I would have thought so, too. I don't know how much tools cost. Actually, the price of table saws has come down. I mean, quite a long time ago, they were already $400. Oh, wow. You know, for about the equivalent saw. And so this type of saw, when it was first introduced years ago, was kind of a chintzy little saws. You know, I, I worked on them as a young guy on construction sites. Every construction site had one. It was just this saw it was always beat up wasn't accurate you know throw it in the back of a truck bring it to the site put it on some saw horses everybody had one this is a much better and safer i might add class of saw than those tinny sort of junky saws that we used years ago and they would wobble and you know no, i don't want to saw doesn't sound good so the way we always end testing table would you buy one of these Oh, I definitely would buy one, yeah. In fact, our technical artist, George Retzik, bought one. Oh, wow. You know, some years ago, and he and I built a gazebo with it. Wow. I mean, yeah. that's pretty high praise, I think. Yeah. If you're, if you're looking at, like, the actual people at Popular Mechanics who are doing the work. And if Roy says he would buy it and then uh, George Retzik actually bought it, I think we're in, we're in business. And yeah. then, Kevin, we'd love your opinion, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know it carries much less weight, but... Uh, <laughs> but you're building furniture why, now. Why, why, yeah. You... No, I definitely would. I've really enjoyed working on this project, and my girlfriend's family lives not in New York, so they actually do have space, and they don't park both their cars in their garage, and I've sort of had designs on being like, hey, I'll clean out your whole garage if you let me put some tools in there and have a little shop. Oh. And I think this would be a not expensive thing to start kind of bootstrapping the shop together, so... Nice. I would definitely buy it. All right. Well, if the DeWalt saw vanishes in the dark of night... Oh, he's <laughs> like, I may not have to buy it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So we have with us Peter's sister. Special guest. Special guest. You gave her a coffee cup of some sort. She's been testing the Ember Ceramic Mug. Was this a gift? Were you like giving your family members things that this you get is, for free? Is you that... know how people send stuff into work and you need someone better than you to test it? My sister's better. Because I drink Are you tea. saying that because she's on the line? That's yeah. a nice way of saying it's a free gift. Well, so <laughs> we got this to review. All I drink is tea and I drink it like once a week. Laura works from home and she drinks hot water. A lot. I know. And One of those strange people, but I love it. <laughs> Wait, you, okay. You have to explain this. Yeah, explain. <laughs> how did you get started drinking hot water? Honestly, okay, it's been years. I don't even know how it started, but I am someone who is freezing all the time, even in the summer, because the air conditioner's on, so I'm always freezing. So I started drinking hot water, 
and it just kind of stuck. Oh. And now, I don't know, you know, you kind of, if you look online, you can see that there's kind of a rave there, that there's some health benefits. That's true. She's not the only stuff. one. Maybe really? Like, well, Meryl drinks hot water. <laughs> did she what? learn from your sister? I don't know. I think she did it before. They but both Laura, independently Laura found it? That's the thing. Maybe Laura sort of was like, if you're going to be part of this family, you're going to drink hot you're water. You're going to drink hot water or <laughs> else. Um, but Meryl does that too, because now when we hang out like at Christmas, she's like, I'm going to make some hot water. <laughs> Anybody else want some? Wow. Wait, okay, do you also drink tea or coffee? I'm also a coffee drinker, but only in the morning. Only in the morning. Uh, okay. Because okay. I was wondering, like, when do you decide which to do? Yeah. So I start in the morning with coffee, and then after that, switches right to hot water. So you really put a lot of miles on this mug. I mean, you've had it for three weeks, right? And you use it every day? I was going to say, I'm working up. I'm figuring out how it works into my routine best. Because she'll sit in her office at home, and she sips the way that, like, I'll get water and put ice in it in the morning, and then 10 minutes later, it's just room temp water, and that's not right. very fun. Ice water's delicious. So this thing will keep her water hot when she sits there with it for a while. That's the deal behind this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so we need to explain how it mm-hmm. works. Yeah. Kevin had one too, but it's, so it's a Bluetooth mug. Wait, everyone's had this mug? You have this mug? Kevin has the... I had the travel mug. Okay. Oh, that's the fancier oh. one. That, well, I got it when it first came out. Like I yeah. met with them. Actually, they were going to meet with Alex, our tech editor, and he couldn't make it. And he asked me to do it. And I was like, oh, it's stupid. And then I went to the meeting <laughs> and, got, and I got really excited <laughs> about it, but it wasn't ready yet. Yeah. So when they finally had one, I got them to send it Alex to me. Alex is going to turn, turn you into him yet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is kind of the perfect Alex thing, where it's not really necessary, but it's kind of cool and kind of fun. Right. But so the, it's just Bluetooth. You set, you get, use the app. You can set the temperature that you want. It has preset temperatures for like green tea and coffee and whatever else that it determines are the best. But then you can override it and do your own thing. Oh, so it's like a sous vide mug sort of thing, but Pretty not much. sous vide because that would burn your tongue. <laughs> yeah, it only goes up to 145. That's hot. Isn't that hot? Do you have any issues with the temperature that the mug goes up to? I mean, the 145 is okay. I think just the challenge is that because it's right at the top of what the mug can do, it's working hard all the time to keep my water that So 145 is your temperature? I mean, I could probably go a little warmer, but it's been okay. It's just that it seems like it's really working hard. And so it just runs through the battery, right? Oh, okay. I was like, how can you tell when it's Well, and it also, there's a little light on the front of it. And so it will, when it's fully charged, it'll be green. And then when it's heating, I mean, again, so in my three weeks, this is what I've deducted. So if I'm wrong, I apologize. But when it kind of flashes white, it's like kind of heating and working. And then it changes to red when the battery is getting lower. And then it becomes solid red when it's like, all right, you better put that thing back on the charger. And then while it's charging, it'll stay red. And then once it's fully charged, it'll flip to green. So you know that you could actually take it somewhere and it will be fully charged. And the charger is a cool inductive pad. It's a coaster. So oh. you just set it down. Yeah, it's not annoying. Yeah. You don't have to stick a micro USB in the side or anything. You well, just that, put yeah, it on the coaster. Annoying. That was one of my favorite things about it because you're already used to putting a cup on a coaster. It doesn't right. feel like you're learning yeah, something new. It is very convenient that way. How do you set the temperature? On my phone. It's interesting. Yeah, like the only way to control everything is through the app on your phone or on whatever device you would put the app on. If I looked at that, I'd be like, I don't know what temperature I like my tea at. You know, I just know that it comes right. out way too comes hot. Out too and then hot. I wait and I touch it with my finger. <laughs> Like, did you start low and then go up? Or how did you so what make sure I did you didn't burn is, your face? So I heated up water like I normally would, and then I poured it into the mug to kind of get a sense of, like, what's how the temperature of what woman? I usually That's smart. That is, That's I smart. would never think of that. <laughs> and then one of the things that we tried that was kind of stupid, this thing is not meant to heat water, because I, when I was with Laura, I wanted to play with it too. And so we just put water out of the sink in it and then had it try to heat it up to the right temperature, and right. that just burnt through the bat. I mean, it took over an hour to get it up to temperature, I think. Yeah, I mean, we started at 78 degrees 
it took 20 minutes to get up to 118. So to get up to 145 was, it was just kind of a waste. Just right. put, so put a hot drink put in the hot water it. Put, like, put it or put it, yeah. I mean, you could put it in the microwave. Although, did you know that you, people, you can't put this in the microwave? You, no, no, you right. But like, you could put like a, your water in the your microwave other mug. something else. <laughs> your other mug. Yeah. Into yeah. This. yeah. So, I mean, what do you think of it so far? You've been yeah. using it for three weeks. First of all, will you keep using it? You know, I think so. It is nice. Although, like, because it keeps the water warmer longer, I don't have to get up from my desk as often, which, you know, they say, like, you really you shouldn't oh, just sit for super long periods of time. Uh-huh. So, you know, having to heat my water all the time was kind of helping me get up and not just sit here for two hours straight. Right. But, no, I think it's good. And then, um, I mean, I was excited the other weekend, so... We were going to go watch a movie, and I was like, oh, yes, I can take this mug downstairs to our basement. It'll keep it warm the whole time. It's going to be awesome. It was good until I got halfway through the movie, and I ran out of battery. <laughs> oh, no. So it doesn't last very long. <laughs> I think, again, it comes back to because I like it really, really hot. It just right, it's it constantly couldn't, running. It. couldn't keep up with me. So Wow. You know, I mean, that's just a one small thing. But if you're using it at your desk or that kind of thing and you're close by and you're able to keep it on the charger pad for, you know, pretty frequently throughout the day, you're probably fine. And you had one interesting criticism when we were together that you don't get the fun hand warming feeling of the outside since it's such a good, it, mm. it blocks all the heat oh. from the inside. So it's, it not feels really much, cool and yeah. the material's super nice, but it's not like you don't come yeah. home in the winter and huddle around what, your it's mug. metal? Is that what it's It's ceramic. Of? Ceramic, yeah. okay. So it doesn't conduct oh. the heat. But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, nice mug, but yeah, I don't get that same, like once, you know, you pour that hot water and it gets nice and hot and you can just warm up your hands. How much is this? So the ceramic mug version is $80. Uh-huh. The travel version that Fancy Kevin had was $150. Whoa, Fancy Kevin. <laughs> I, didn't need, I don't <laughs> think it cost that much when I got it. So I'll give my, once, when we get Wait. to the end, I'll give my quick explanation and, of the travel version. Because there's actually, I think, some pretty interesting differences. Well, yeah. let's, let's hear them. Right now? Yeah. Okay. So the travel mug, which I have to admit, actually just this past, I forgot we were doing this, but this past week I threw it away. And I think, <laughs> wow, that is, uh, that's not a ringing endorsement, so, is it? No, no. I think, well, it was like the very first one. So I think that there were some design things I bet they've changed. So that was two years ago, right? That you yeah, it was like two right? years ago. So you bought this? No, no, no. I'm oh, sorry, that, that's right. You got it first from the, came out. From yeah. the Alex but so meeting. The, okay, so on the travel mug, so this might even have changed because I haven't looked at it recently, but you set the temperature on the cup. So the bottom of it swivels. Oh, you spin the bo- yeah. Yeah. So there's like a, so where the logo says Ember on the travel mug, when you touch that, it's like a button. And that wakes it up. And then you turn the bottom to set the temperature. So you actually set the temperature. You don't have to use an app. So that's kind of interesting. That's but I will say the twisty part felt like kind of the cheapest thing. The mug itself was really nice. And it was not ceramic, but it was kind of like a hard rubber feeling from the outside. But it was, I thought, a really nice looking, nice feeling mug. And it had a good lid that had like a circular opening in it, which was nice. You didn't have to like turn it a certain way to drink from it, which I hate doing like if you're driving and you don't want to look at the cup every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The reason oh, so you I, could drink from any side. Yeah, didn't matter. But the reason I finally threw it away is that something about the threads of it was a screw on lid. It became so hard to unscrew that I actually just couldn't unscrew it anymore. So I threw it away. Oh, wow. Which is something where it's like, I don't know if that's because I used it infrequently and they got locked up somehow yeah. or something. Or if it was just like it was the first batch and the threads were too tight. And you got to stop going... drinking. You got to stop drinking honey juice, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like I also, sticky before thing I got drinking. this thing, I had like seven other travel mugs like cluttering my kitchen. Yeah. Right. So I also didn't need another one. But I actually liked it a lot until... I'd recently discovered the lid wouldn't open. Maybe you just need more buff yoga to get into get that. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I normally can open anything. You know? <laughs> so, so then final question, the way we always end this, I guess I'll start with Laura. Would you buy this given that you know how much it costs? Probably not. I'm really glad that someone else got it for me. Okay. And Kevin, what about you? The travel mug, I actually think I would buy. The ceramic mug that she's describing, 
I don't think I'd buy it for myself because I drink everything really fast, so I don't usually have that problem. But my girlfriend, whose name is also Laura, is also <laughs> freezing all the time. And now I kind of think she needs one of these. There you go. Oh, so maybe you can get it as a gift for her. Yeah. And that's how these will expand throughout society. (laughs) I would not buy one for me. I would buy one as a gift. Okay. Our mom, our mom, since Laura's Uh on the phone. (laughs) But I think she's actually kind of the same where she'll have tea. She doesn't just drink water like a weirdo. She'll have tea that sits for a long time and she wants it to be hot. So if the battery got longer and she could keep it, then I I would certainly think about buying it for her because that way she could just have her tea sit out and it would always be warm when she went over to get it. Right. Or like if she happened to be one of those people that likes like slightly less warm. Yeah. So that the battery could handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a good gift. Tough to buy for yourself, but But nice to splurge on somebody else. Well, Mother's Day is... Not coming up, but sort of coming up. You know, but somebody's birthday. Valentine's Day. Kevin for a little. Oh, there you go. You yeah, big, that's right. Well, he's yeah. already getting his girlfriend magic erasers because that's what yeah. she likes. <laughs> you weren't here for that. No. But if you go back and listen to old podcasts, Laura I mean, really for the price of one of these mugs, I can get like 500, 500 magic erasers. Magic so. erasers. <laughs> that's true. Well, thank you, Laura, for calling in and telling us about your mug experience. I hope that you continue to enjoy it. Thanks. And you're, you're very cool. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're comparing to Peter. Yeah. You can be Not as cool as my husband or my brother. Okay, great. <laughs> you can be below <laughs> Jim and above me. <laughs> it's time again for your favorite segment, Yak Facts. Yak Fact. Yak can I? Okay, yak. so here I, yeah, oh, I knew I should have known that terrible. was going to happen. <laughs> so I was going to say this before we started recording, and then I decided to wait. How does one spell yak? There's not a C in it, correct? There's no C. <laughs> so it's just Y-A-K. It's Y-A-K for the animal. And if you're saying like someone's yakking too much. Like I, talking too much. Is that a long, C? I spent a long time trying to figure out like how that came about. I think it used to be with a C and then people got tired of spelling yak two ways. So now it's, that's Are just with a K. Are talkative creatures that yakking No, is... I could not find a link between the creature and... Maybe it's just like when you talk yeah. a lot, it's like yak, 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 yak. I think that's true. Yeah, like, yik yak like what it sounds isn't, like. Isn't that... Isn't yik yak? Well, that was that I thing we talked about the other day. You, like the other day. No, Peter. no, but yik yak as a term yeah. did not come about with that. Yik yak as a term? It was, no, well, <laughs> <laughs> Eleanor taught me about well, yik yak was the the burn book for. Yeah, it's a ter- terrible anonymous social media. I remember app, hearing which about Which I think this. is defunct now. But I think the term yik yak was a thing before then. Where? I don't know. Isn't it like cut all the yik yak? Cut out all that yikity yik yak. Mm-hmm. I don't you think You guys that's don't talk like that when you leave work? <laughs> don't talk back. Can I ask another question? Yeah. What is a yak? Okay. So it's <laughs> Jack yak sort facts. of like a cow. It's cattle, basically. But they've it's been, hairy, right? They've been domesticated. They're hairier because they mostly live in like Mongolia uh, and like those high, like plain, okay. like elevated places. So when I was in Nepal, like there were yaks there. Not like in Kathmandu, but like you go outside and like. You know, they're there were just yaks around. They're hardy creatures. Like they can withstand And the it's different cold. than a buffalo. Different than a buffalo. Although interestingly, in the nineteen twenties there was a brief experiment in I think in the US trying to breed yaks with buffalo oh. and they <laughs> called it a yakalo. Oh my god, I want a yakalo. But they gave up really quickly because like they didn't survive very long. Oh, it wasn't very successful. Sad. More successful was a cross between a yak and a cow. Uh yeah cow. That's yow. not good. Or, yeah. Or a cack. I think a, I think a yow is great. <laughs> yow. Yow. Get a load of that yow. <laughs> yow. I don't know if it's like purposeful breeding of yaks and cows. I think it's just like something that happens. Yeah, yaks just really like cows <laughs> I guess. sometimes. But they're larger and stronger than both yaks and cows and like give more milk than yaks do, but like last longer than cows do, but only the females can reproduce. So it's kind of like. Where do those know, exist? What, can I see Just wherever one of those? there are yaks and cows, probably in the same like 
Himalayan regions. Wow. It's like a yak mule. Other fun facts about the yaks themselves. They don't moo, even though they're related to cows. They grunt. So oh. like the name for domesticate, I think it's literally grunting ox is like the Latin translation of like the name for domesticated yak because they grunt. And I guess that's notable. So yaks have a lot of hair, as we've noted, and it's apparently very soft oh. and human-like, which was upsetting for me <laughs> oh, no. to, to read. But Chewbacca's costume yeah. was, mostly, costume. was mostly made out of yak hair. Oh, Because that was like the closest analog that they could find. And I had to like brush it and like keep it so neat. He's kind of like a yak. He's kind of like a yak on two legs. Wow. Although, yeah, I mean, I guess whatever he does is not grunting, but it's no, also it's, not mooing. It's yakking. He's, he yaks it's far yakking. too much. I went on a like real deep dive on this. There's a company that makes bed like toppers out of Ooh. yak hair. Yeah. And they're supposedly very, very soft. Well, Hastings, that super fancy Scandinavian bed company, oh. they make it out of horse hair. Mm. And it's like hair's a even $10, better. $10,000 bed. Well, isn't their hair beds supposed are to be uncomfortable? $93,000. Like $93,000 for a yak hair what? bed? Mm-hmm. Well, if you want just the topper, it's like $17,000. I love the idea of finding a rich person and be like, your bed is only horse hair? <laughs> yeah. I have a yak hair bed for Wait, my dog. I have a question. Yeah. Surprise. I thought that hair was supposed to be uncomfortable. Like, don't you wear a hair shirt as like a penance? Right. And if a goose feather, which is kind of a goose's hair, pokes you on the couch, that's uncomfortable. Right. Wouldn't it be... <laughs> Why would you like if I spent like, ninety thousand dollars? But if it didn't come out, that's like, when the hair touches cashmere? you. Like that's, that's oh, true. Okay, and wool is okay. just a sheep's hair. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Although wool can be scratchy unless it's merino, which we learned earlier in this right. episode. We really? learned a lot about merino. Yeah, lots of hair in this. We, episode. we all had to smell Peter's yeah. shirt. Do I can go get my? Oh, I took it home. No, I'm. I'm you can good. smell this shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, thank you. I'm fine. <laughs> Let's see. What else do I have? Yak milk. Yak's milk tea is pretty common up in those like cold regions because it's very fatty and you need like just a lot of fat to have energy and keep going. So it's like very salty. Did you have it? Yes, I have had it. When you were in Tibet? Well, when I was in Nepal. Nepal. And it's like just, it doesn't really taste like tea. It's like very thick and buttery and like salty. And it's, you need to like go into it not expecting it to be sweet or tea. But it, you know, it's, (laughs) it's a taste. Okay. <laughs> it does have um, a flavor. Yeah. Also, in regions of like Mongolia and other like Himalayan areas, there are yak sports. So, like, yak racing is like a big thing. And apparently, some enterprising people like temporarily tried to make yak polo and yak skiing a thing. What is yak skiing? Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yak polo, I can I read about it. Figure that out. And I'm having like a little trouble visualizing it, but it's basically like a skier is at the bottom of a slope and the yak is at the top and they're like tethered to each other by a rope but that goes around a pulley and then the skier like tries to get the yak to run down the hill so that it to like pull the pulls them up, up the hill. Oh, wow. so it's it like sounds a yak- so elaborate. Wait, so it's a yak ski lift. Yeah, basically. Okay. That's, yeah. that's pretty smart. I mean, it does it doesn't sound, sound like a sport. It sounds more like a function. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds but. like we don't have ski lifts. Yeah. Let's use I think that it's just like for most people, if there's a yak involved, they're like, wow. <laughs> so exciting. I'm waiting for like... the yak extreme ironing is what I'm waiting for. <laughs> extreme hair ironing on a yak. It doesn't even have to be extreme. I would watch someone like just like blow dry a yak. Popularmechanics.com. <laughs> Look out for that. There are the yaks in the U.S. now. Really? Yeah, people have yak farms. Can we blow dry one of them? Don't ask me. Ask the people who own farms. We should check. And that's been Yak Can we? So for this testing table, we are talking to Alex George. Eleanor is also here because she doesn't know anyone who owns a robot vacuum. I don't. Well, now I know two people. Yeah. Alex, tell me about your robot vacuum. First of all, how many robot vacuums do you have? I've been through a lot. I've been covering them for a long time, since the first Roombas came out. 
and since you know they made an appearance like remember that Parks and Recreation episode where Aziz Ansari had DJ Roomba oh yeah, oh, fly, yeah. Fly uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. just a little bit before that so I tried them all all over these different iterations uh, I'm currently on the specific one called the Yuffie Robovac 30C yeah, okay well wow. yeah, yeah they should call it not quite as catchy as the Roomba I know yeah, yeah the Roomba wait really. so is it a Roomba Basically, yeah. Okay. It's funny. Roomba is kind of like Band-Aid or Kleenex. Like, it's the name for uh, all the same thing. They're uh, all these little discs that just go around your floor. And So, I have several questions. First question, do companies other than iRobot make these things? And second of all, what are the differences between them generally? Like, when they release a new one, what do they improve? Sure. So, Roomba was kind of the first company that came out with one. And then vacuum companies and technology companies, like LG made one, Samsung makes one. Everybody else is trying to make them now, too. The biggest difference is not really between them, but it's about it's between now and like five years ago when they first came out. When they first came out, they were really loud. Like if your rug had tassels or anything like that, it would get stuck and mm. you know make a really horrible sound. And yeah, yeah. Like, I remember testing them back then. You would come home and Sorry. it would just be <laughs> just be over here making Roomba noises if you need me. <laughs> the vacuum would just be stuck there, and you're like it hadn't cleaned anything because it got stuck five minutes into the cycle that it was doing. But now they have a whole bunch of sensors that keep it from. It's not going to run off stairs. It's not going to get too tripped up if it hits a like a charging cable or something like that. And the way they move around the floor is just really efficient. So, you know, they really work now. And I think they're and they've gotten down in price, too. The one I've been testing is three hundred dollars, but you can get one for you know just a little bit above two hundred. They work as well. Will they still do the thing? I feel like the horror story I always heard is you turn it on, you go out somewhere, your dog has crapped somewhere and you have not realized it. And the Roomba also doesn't realize it but just runs over it and spreads the mm. animal crap all over your living room. Yeah, I've seen those photos. Do they have anything that will fix that or no? It's funny that I remember that being just like a joke I saw scrolling on Instagram one day, but apparently that's a real issue with it. If you let it run and it does that. I think it's kind of a different game with pet ownership because, you know, if the pet's going to have to interact with it or be scared by it. Well, I don't know. I'm always surprised by the cats that just sit on it and are like, this is great because most animals I imagine would be horrified by yeah. such a thing. Yeah, totally. Um, but you see on the internet cats that are just like, oh, this is fine. It's I think a- if any animal was going to feel okay about a room, it'd be a cat. It'd be a cat. Yeah. yeah. Be like- so I actually have an iRobot. I have their bathroom one. It is delightful. So it spits water out. Oh. It, so you put a little mopping pad on it. Alex actually gave this to me. I think it's the Brava is the name. The of Brava it. Yeah. Jet. That's what it's called. Mm. So you fill it with water, kind of like an iron. You know, you like have that, mm-hmm. that little entryway that you can put water in. And then you put a different pad on it based on what you want it to do. So it can like damp mop and it can dry mop. Dry mop, I guess, just sweep. And it can uh, wet mop. So then it sprays water out of the front of it and then goes and wipes it up. I use it in the kitchen. And it's great. because That actually sounds wonderful. It's so great because what I'll do is I'll sweep. And then I'll like Swiffer or whatever. And then I'll be like, I want this floor to be cleaner, but I don't want to mop. So Mm. then I just put that thing on, let it run for an hour, half an hour. The crazy thing about it is they don't move in rational sorts of ways. This is such a funny part of it is like how emotionally invested it's. (laughs) I think I'm usually immune to this, but it's really hard to not watch and feel like, why did it move that way? What are you (laughs) doing? doing What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And then you, well, the other thing is you can't tell when it's done because you're like, it just seems like it's moving totally randomly. And then at some point it's just like, I'm done now. And you're like, what? Why? So Alex, do you know, like, how do they track that? Like, how does it decide whether it's done or if it's like cleaned your entire apartment? Yeah. It depends on which brand you get, but they have like some of the really high end ones have cameras that are looking at objects, almost like a self-driving car and figuring out where it is. But the cheaper ones, like the one, you know, these 
new ones that are like sub $300, they're kind of using this combination of like a front bumper that'll sense when it's hitting into something and kind of go in these little patterns that basically help it. I don't know. It's like a crop dusting plane running around. Like it has these patterns that help it, you know, move pretty much as efficiently as possible, but it's, you know, using just a lot of math to figure out. Yeah. yeah does how it to get the whole area. better over time? Like, does it figure out how your apartment some is do, laid some out? Some do, some don't. Yeah. Okay. So, like the really high end ones, like iRobot ones, will do that. Mm. And it's, yeah, iRobot makes this newer one. I think it's seven or eight hundred dollars, and it's got a dustbin attached to it. It'll you can tell it through Alexa to do this specific floor, this specific room, so it can really map that stuff wow. out. I think got for, some jets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. But even the cheaper ones, I they do kind of the same thing. And uh, the main difference is this. Yeah, one from Yuffie that I've been playing with has, it's really quiet. Like the other ones are really loud and you, you almost wouldn't want to be home even in a different room and they're running, but these mm-hmm. ones are really quiet right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another question is, is there any cure for thinking of it like a pet? Like when uh, I look at it, <laughs> like I'll watch it run into a door and I'm like, oh, it's like a little turtle. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> and like, it just, I, I don't understand the human, imp- I mean, I kind of understand the human impulse behind like thinking of it as an animal, but will we ever not think of them as animals and like recognize that robots are not alive or I don't know if you can answer is that. It, <laughs> is it a, is Alex, it please a, answer these philosophical <laughs> questions I have thought about though. I think as long as there are movies like WALL-E, it'll be kind of hard not to. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think we've had too much exposure to C-3PO and um, mm-hmm. the guy from Star Trek Data. R2, R2-D2. R- yeah. yeah. It's kind of hard. Oh, oh, sorry. You said Star Trek. I thought you meant the <sighs> other one. The adorable oh one from Star Wars. I apologize, listeners. She... <laughs> doesn't have knowledge I barely of this even stuff. work at Popular Mechanics. Who am I? <laughs> Who are you people? But it is kind of funny how, yeah, I can just beep and all that, and you're like, oh, hey, little guy. Yeah, I, I'm not immune to it. I know what you're talking about. I think they should just put cute faces on all of them. They probably would do better <laughs> yeah. with their sales. Like that thing that Lara had before she oh, left the us. The Anki. The Anki. That's, oh, well, that's so just a cute. toy. But... I know. Well, was, I mean, it was pretty useless, but it was adorable. How great would it be if it organized your papers, though? If it just you set it on your desk and it just like moved all your papers into a stack and like cleaned up all the paper clips or something. You won't get any work done because you just watch it. That's true. Yeah. You would. yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to start the end of this. For me, I obviously, well, I, I didn't buy my iRobot Brava Jet because Alex gave it to me because he's a very nice tech editor, but I would buy one. Honest mm. God, they're $200 and it is amazing. I would definitely buy one. What about you for yours, Alex? Oh, of course, yeah. The, you would? the one I've been recommending to people is the EU FY Eufy RoboVac 11S. And it's 220 bucks. It's quiet. It works. And the thing that keeps me coming back is when I think the floor is clean, I let it run and it comes back completely filthy. Mm. And just you see how much is on the floor. And also, maybe this is like why I love technology too. I love an automating something that I don't want to do. And this is like a pretty concrete version of it that has gotten good enough that it actually works. Yeah, I can say that that's one of my favorite things about the Brava Jet is that like you're mostly clean, but then you're like, nah, I'm going to go take a break and go do something else. And mm-hmm. then you just put it on and leave. And then you're like, but I'm still cleaning my apartment even though I'm not <laughs> in it. And it's great. Uh, would you buy one? I'm really tempted. That bathroom one sounds... That sounds, sounds good. Great. Yeah, and also I I don't know if you have roommates, but I feel like it'd be a great roommate thing. My roommate is so clean. Like I at this point, I don't want to say it this way, but I like I almost don't need it because like she's very like on top of that kind of stuff. But like as soon as we're not living together anymore, I guarantee like my apartment <laughs> will be good. like she's gone right now, and like my apartment is less clean all the time. <laughs> I'm just like I'm trying, but somehow it's not the same. You gotta, so have, you gotta have a clean. I, I need a robot. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
on one of many this week's testing tables, <laughs> we're going to be talking about Peter's stench. Peter's foul stench. Oh, I smell, I smell great. I've been calling this segment Peter's stank shirt, which is probably not what I should call <laughs> it's it. Really it's, like, it's, it's like not a stank shirt. That's the whole thing about well, it. Well, we're like, going to find out. Yeah. You and Kevin don't, are yeah, going to find out. Don't any conclusions. <laughs> I actually yet. haven't found out either. So, really? Well, kind of. I smelled it before. I don't remember if it smelled or but not. Everybody, I didn't also, give it also a everybody knows you're exam. less sensitive to your own. That's that is true. true. I probably true. just loved it. My musk was yeah. really. You're like, if oh you my just gosh. see me at my desk. Like, this smells like shirt. masculinity. Huffing, <laughs> huffing your own shirt. What is this thing? All right. So I got a pitch from somebody at a company called Unbound Merino. And okay. And they just make gym clothes out of merino wool. And you're not supposed to have to wash them. I mean, Wait, eventually. you're not supposed to have to wash well, them? Well, they say, they say you can wear them up to 14 days in a row without what? washing them. 14 days in a row. Which for me, that is basically a, a year. I wouldn't have to wash a t-shirt for a year. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't really wash gym? my stuff now. Oh. No, I just mean, if you know, I'm not going to wear the same thing to the gym every day. Oh, right. Or the same shirt to like go play basketball or something. Right. So now I just kind of fold it back up and put it away. Not my gym stuff. I throw wow. that in. So wait, so sorry. You're supposed to be able to wear this to the gym? They say you could. I so I wore mine eight times in a row to the gym. Okay. I felt wow. very self conscious about that. <laughs> I feel like I don't really understand what things make things smell because if I had to guess what would be the stinkiest shirt, I would probably guess wool. Like, wouldn't you guys? Be yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I bet wool, wool holds so much moisture. Yeah. But right. the difference between merino wool and regular wool is that merino wool, the fibers are much smaller, and it also has lanolin in it, and so uh-huh. lanolin is a water repellent. So that keeps the moisture from going in. Did they you just make... look all this up? How do you know that? I learned. I re- researched our Peter report learns. before. <laughs> Listen, he's a reporter. I don't know if you know. I don't know what you are doing at <laughs> your desk. Nothing. Lanolin. Nothing. You've never seen. There's like um, you can get, with lanolin yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. You can get like cocoa butter with lanolin in it. You should moisturize, nope. Kevin. I do. I use. No. Uh, I have a very special soap. Soap. Lotion that I use. My he first mistake special, is I'm using soap to moisturize. Soap lotion. He knows what is, all about it. This could be a double testing table segment. What's your lotion? Uh, I use CeraVe lotion. Oh, I don't know if that's, that's how you nice. say it. I didn't know how to say it until it's, you just Well, did. that's how I decided to say it. I use it's it expensive. because I have eczema. And so like when it flares up, my skin can get pretty rough. So I needed like a pretty quality lotion to begin with. But I also just hate any lotion that leaves you feeling like slimy. Yeah. Uh, and this stuff does not. It's like the heaviest good. duty lotion I've ever found that just like two seconds later, you feel like your hands are moisturized, but yeah. not like they're going to slip slick. off the edge of your desk or something. Do you know what my favorite lotion is for that? I've never found like an over-the-counter, like one that you can get just in a drugstore, but they have it. You know how every place has lush beauty places that smell no. <laughs> smell really good? You don't know this? No. Oh, because you're not a lady. Um, it's a great place to buy gifts. They have stuff that is uh, in-shower moisturizer. So you use your soap in the shower, then you put this on oh, in the shower, nice. and then you rinse it off, and, it and stays then in? it stays on you, oh, but you are that. not slimy. It is excellent. You should totally do it. There's so many endorsements today. So these shirts, they're a little expensive, but so they're made of merino wool, but it's breathable because of these little loose, light fibers that are in your shirt, unlike cotton where you just sweat kind of sucks into it. But here it says, the first point is they say you're not going to get as hot because your shirt is letting you breathe more instead of sitting on you, which I didn't really notice. I felt like I was sweating as much as I would sweat. And you were doing what, CrossFit in this thing? I did a couple of CrossFit classes. I did a Peloton digital class, which we'll talk about after. Oh my gosh, this is like a a grab bag of testing tables. Um, Russian nesting dolls of testing tables. (laughs) And I just went running and did some other stuff. Okay. I'm Crazy. not a huge sweater, but at the end of a class, my shirt, like when I get home, I usually put it over the edge of the tub to dry because it's uh, gross. Right. And you don't just throw it on the thing. Yeah. You are supposed to hang these things to dry because if you ball it up, it's going to let all, all the moisture in your sweat is not going to have anywhere to go. It's going to stay in there. It's going to stink. Um, I think you asked before what stank comes from, right? We were kind of talking about that. Where stink yeah. comes from? Sure. Yeah. The bacteria just needs that moisture to thrive. And the bacteria is what you smell when you smell something. Uh, gross. Okay. So if there's no moisture... No bacteria no can bacteria. stick to it, and you don't mm. have to wash your shirt. Okay. So the real test, I haven't washed this shirt 
I've worn it to the gym eight times. And now we have to smell it. And now, should I smell it first? I think you, you guys should, I think you should smell it first. first. All right, let's see. I'm going to try to find an armpit area. Oh, the other oh, thing is kind of cool. <laughs> do we have to do that? We're it doesn't, sniffing Peter's It doesn't really armpits. wrinkle. That's not bad for being thrown in a, like I would not, put this back on and go to the gym again. It's it, also, it's like a short sleeve. It looks like a cotton t-shirt. Yeah, it's a v-neck. I wish it were not because that feels like you've dressed up to go to the gym. I want to have a crew neck, man. You don't wear like a cross, like a big medallion or something. It's hard to, it just hits me in the face too much when I run. Hmm, I smell nice. I'm so excited for you guys to have to smell my dirty laundry. <laughs> All right. I'm glad you got to get in there, Kevin, too. I'm glad right. Kevin's going Give a big it. sniff that the microphone can hear so that you prove you're sniffing it. Oh, that sounded real. It did. It was real. You know, there's definitely not an eight days of working out smell. <laughs> this is so gross. I appreciate you guys doing it. <laughs> it's really, I'm very impressed. Right, here we go. I like can't believe I'm going to. We've gonna... learned a lot about each other on this yeah. show. We've never, this is the closest okay. we've ever been. That's amazing, right? I mean, I can, yeah, I like can kind of smell maybe like your deodorant or something, or right. like, but it doesn't. But it doesn't smell gross. It yeah. does not smell no. disgusting. What's I it, would wait, so what's your after disgusting. workout protocol? You just hang this in the tub. That's it. Yeah, I just hang it over the edge of the. Tub. I mean, you could hang it on a hanger or whatever. Just hang it so it can. And dry. then once it dries, you throw it in your gym bag. And then I just put it back on. And yeah, you've worn I mean, that eight times, and your daughter spit up on it. Yes, I sweat through it a couple of times. Kevin and I are both making. I'm sh- appraise, wow. a positive yeah. appraisal faces. Yeah. So price, it's a little pricey. It's 65 bucks for a t-shirt. Okay. Which is a lot. But if you got like three of them, you just would never have to you do your laundry. And you're saving on Tide Pods. <laughs> I mean, think about it. But that's the thing, because for the gym, I wear old t-shirts and it's fine. I bring them home, they dry out their cotton, and I throw them in the laundry, and I wear them again. And yeah. those are, they're not free, but who knows where they came from. <laughs> who knows where they came from. Yeah, my, <laughs> gym, my gym clothes are kind of an embarrassment. It's like, once something isn't good enough to be a real shirt anymore, it becomes a gym shirt. That's kind of... <laughs> But it's at the fancy gyms where I've never been a member of, but I've occasionally gone for press things. <laughs> Those guys are dressed well. This fits in very well. So yeah. if you have the money yeah. to afford your $300 a month gym with all rich people around you, then you better wear a shirt. Do they like have like tank tops or lady things? They or do. All... So they, have, oh. they have a whole line. Yeah. They have socks and underwear and stuff too. But I was thinking underwear, that's silly because I You're don't want to wash... wear underwear that right. goes for two right. weeks. Right. Yeah. Their socks are unless, nice. They're well, warm and soft. Unless, imagine if you're going like camping or That's you're going to hike the Appalachian Trail or something. That's a much better thing. Yeah, because then I mean? you're not going to change underwear and then right. why not bring one pair of these instead of, yeah. yeah. So that's true. So maybe. But not for everyday life. For everyday life, <laughs> you should probably just yeah, change no your thanks. underwear. Yeah. They sell a hoodie, which seems nice, but it's $165. Wow. I will say I never wash a sweatshirt until it's disgusting. Look, oh, me like either. some stain is on it. Otherwise, that's just going yeah. right back to the I have a popular drawer. mechanic sweatshirt and I don't know the last time I, wore, I washed it. I lost mine. So, 65 bucks for a shirt. You, you can buy bundles, get some deals. And yeah, they have uh, pocket tanks. Let's see if they have ladies stuff. They do. Hey. They have a ladies V-neck. It's here right now. And more coming soon. More coming soon. Mm. Yeah. Remind me of the name of this place. Marino. It's Unbound Marino. Unbound Marino. Okay. The way we always end this, as you know by now. Would you buy this? I would for hiking and camping. I would not for the gym. Okay. I think your point about like wearing underwear, wearing one shirt for a week makes a ton of, because I've gone on those trips where you just, after day three, you can smell yourself and then you just hope everybody else stinks so bad that nobody notices you, but this would be great. I mean, it, you're still going to smell, but yeah. your shirt's probably not going to be ruined by it. It won't contribute to the smell. Yeah. Even like a flying shirt, maybe, you know what I mean? Like you, for me anyway, if you go on like a really long flight somewhere and you just feel gross by the end of it, and then you've got to have your stinky flying t-shirt like in your bag to take around the entire time. I don't know if that happens to you guys, but I feel like it's... But I also wouldn't don't, stink. Right. I don't particularly like flying, so I feel like I get that, like, fear sweat in there, and it just really <laughs> smells bad. 65 bucks is a little expensive, but for certain events or certain sort of life events, I would do it. I don't think I would. 65 yeah. is a lot, and even for your hiking scenario, I mean, 
if I'm hiking for a week, you just have to smell me. Right. That's fine. <laughs> there's, there's sometimes where my philosophy is, you know, anybody who does this is going to smell bad. That's that. And that's that's fair and fine. Yeah. And you can also like wash in pure mountain streams. Isn't that right. part of the Yeah. Whole, the waters of, of the Lake whole... Minnetonka. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which is obviously on your route. But it worked. I can't believe it didn't smell. I, I am really impressed. I was afraid to sniff that. I, I'm, I'm not going to. I know. Like it's a, <laughs> a feat of science. I'm impressed. Yeah. We're super close after this, guys. Gross. This is like Blood Brothers. We're stink brothers. We're stink, stink and, brothers. Stink and a siblings. sister. Siblings. I use the term brother without gender. <laughs> <laughs> so this testing table is about Peloton, which have I told you guys that my friend works for Peloton and makes six figures as a spinning instructor? I feel so like I've told crazy. you guys what? this a lot. Yeah, yeah, we have talked about that. Yeah. Well, because he's like a figurehead. His name's yeah. Cody Rigsby. What a name for a Peloton instructor. Yeah, he actually... none of them have names like Sam. He works his butt off and is so fit. Like I, oh, you probably like, have to. No, yeah, right. You like, don't want, and, I like mean, not a even chubby just, guy teaching you. Not even just like the spinning, which he does all the time and ha- makes the playlists and does all that stuff. Because you're kind of like a video star, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have. I think own. that would be harder than being fit. Would just be like being exciting and compelling and enthusiastic <laughs> from a bike for everyone constantly, yeah. right? Every, and having coming up with the playlists and like doing it the same thing every day, but compellingly. Also, he's always on some bananas diet and he's constantly working out with a trainer and lifting like insane yeah. weights. So anyway. That's Cody. Check out his classes. <laughs> He's a friend of mine. But Peter, you tried out something else different. I think. Should people use the code Jackie? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Just I would, try use, it, see I would use the code Get a Jackie. Yeah. No, so if we tried one. Peloton Digital mostly because okay. I've been seeing so many advertisements for it lately. And my wife had money left over from her. Uh, you know, they give you a little bit of money that you can spend on the gym for the year and you have to use it by the end of the year. So we watched all these ads and she was swayed and she signed up and then we did it together for a couple of them. But it's Peloton Digital. You don't have to have the bike. You don't have to have the fancy treadmill, which is good because aren't those things? They're, they're very expensive. Yeah, they're very yeah. expensive. So you don't have to have that. You just use your phone. And it's basically just a to-go workout. It's just a video version of the classes that they do. You're probably watching Cody or somebody else walk uh-huh. you through. So the ones that we did, they have boot camp classes, they have treadmill classes, bike classes, we did a couple of boot camp classes, which started on a treadmill, and they tell you, so you're going to sprint for 45 seconds, then jog for 45, then sprint for 45, whatever, for six minutes, then you kind of do it, and he tells you. They're 45-minute workouts. The second half is just with some free weight. So it's stuff that you can do anywhere, which is kind of nice. If you right. have one set of dumbbells, you can do this workout. Did right. you need a treadmill? Like, did you have uh, treadmill? Yeah, we okay. were in, like, a apartment complex gym, so there were two oh, okay. treadmills well, Presumably you could do it outside if you... Yeah, if you wanted to do... warmer out or yeah. whatever, yeah. Or if you belong to a gym that's 10 bucks a month and you pay for this Peloton digital thing so that you have a workout to go do oh, every time you go that's in. that's a good idea. I, this is actually kind of... I'm kind of intrigued right now. It's sort of worth it, and... I don't work for them, but you get two months free if you sign up right now. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm this, I was, this sounds like an ad. <laughs> this is not an ad. I just want to say. That's how many. Nobody paid us to do it. Wow. Although she did get two months free. But then after that, it's nineteen fifty a month, which she pays 15 bucks for 24-hour, what, Planet Fitness? Oh, yeah. Yeah, one, uh-huh. of the, one of the cheap ones. And there's no classes or anything, but so this is perfect. She takes it with her, just listens to it, does it on the treadmill, and then goes and gets some weights and does that. That's a cool idea. It's great. I mean, the problem is you are stuck looking at your phone in the middle of the gym. So if you have your headphones on because there's other people at the gym, it's kind of annoying to back up if you miss something and watch the guy do it again. Right. I say, but guy, there are men and women who teach, not only Cody teaches the class. Other there, are other, there are other people, yes. And you can probably find your favorites and keep following them because there's thousands of workouts that you can do with them. Right. And then once you got used to if there's one you liked a lot, you could just keep doing it. Just keep it, finding probably. that person. Yeah. yeah. So is it like an annual membership or can you quit at you any time? You can cancel at any time. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm going to use my sales pitch voice I, too. Yeah, I yeah. see. You should go work for Peloton. I, I wish, hear that. I hear it's, it's a good job. So would you do this, Kevin? 
Yeah, I like this idea. Actually, so we did the Onnit classes at the gym oh, here. Yeah, yeah. That was the first time I'd really tried any digital. I mean, just where you're watching a course and having somebody kind of talk you through right. it. And I thought I would hate it, and I liked it more. And this sounds pretty good, and I like the idea. My girlfriend has Planet Fitness, and it's really cheap. So I'd like to take it to some place where yeah. the equipment's there, but it's no frills. It's a good idea. And you really could just put the phone in your pocket, and nobody knows that you're watching a jazzercise video. Just sort of yeah. the shame that I always feel when you're when you're doing the stuff in front of the screen while the guy's doing it. It's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. But if it's in your pocket because you don't need to see it, you could watch him while he demos like shoulder presses and squats or side lunges or whatever, and then he just you hear him say it and you do it. Yeah. I'm actually going to go look this up, I think, because I really like spin classes. I feel like it's a good, you know, if you don't feel like running that day, I'm a big runner. So if I don't feel like running that day, then I want to go to a spin class. But here in New York, they're kind of expensive. I mean, like crazy expensive yeah, in some cases. $35 Yeah, like a 35 bucks, which is bananas, you know, or like you could ride your bike to work, of course. But if I go and ride a bike by myself, I'm not going to go as hard or do as much because it's boring. So if there's music and like turn it this way and turn yeah. it that way, I feel like I could really get into that. I as like long the, as I don't have to buy like the thousand dollar bike. Right. But yeah, what about you? You already did. So I guess I already you... did. It, I really liked it. And I think Meryl will probably keep paying for it after the two months are up because it is biggest headache for me with gym stuff before I went to my gym now is figuring out what I was going to do that day. Yeah. Just once you finish a program to find a new program you like and this way you just do it. I mean, if you're strength training, it's probably not the best thing. But if you're just trying to lose weight and get in better shape, then that seems great. Then maybe try it out. That's our show, y'all. The Most Useful Podcast Ever is produced by the staff of Popular Mechanics and edited by Brandcasters, Inc. at www.brandcastingu.com. We'd like to thank Bettina Warshaw and Andy Bowers from Panoply and Popular Mechanics Editor-in-Chief Ryan D'Agostino. Please subscribe to our show on iTunes. And while you're there, leave us a comment. We'd love to know what you think. And if you want to read more about life hacks, projects, science, and technology, check out our website, popularmechanics.com. While you're there, you can subscribe to the print and digital edition of Popular Mechanics magazine for just $13.99 a year. I'm Jacqueline Detweiler. Thanks for listening.